that woke up this morning on the verge of an historic 90-second win in Formula One. Records are there to be broken, said Michael Schumacher. The record is broken. Lewis Hamilton wins the Portuguese draw. For all the kids out there who dream the impossible, you can do it too, man. I believe in you guys. Start your engines and buckle up. It's the light sights. Let's go. F1 show. Welcome to the light sight. Let's go. F1 show on Jack's radio. And this is the review of Imola. So that's it. Goodbye. And thanks for listening. Right. There you yeah, go. It's great. Great week. Yeah. See you again <laughs> next week, Adam. Right, right, right. Okay, so you just heard a song which was from Hell to Here by a Cardiff-based band, Himalayas, and I think they are absolutely fantastic. And I think you quite like that song, Rich, didn't you? I thought it was a fantastic track. I really do. I'm going to look those guys up. That was that was very, very cool song. Yeah, they're really good. That's from their new album of the same name. Uh, Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Okay, so as we know um, that Imola was an utter washout and our thoughts are with those people in uh, the Emilia-Romagna region who've been affected by the floods. I know it's been absolutely devastating, really. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, from Light Side, let's go for and show our thoughts are with them. But yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been pretty terrible, terrible, uh, terrible conditions down there. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it well... <laughs> We didn't do a motor race, big where there's there's people who've lost uh, loved ones and and their homes and the livelihoods and everything else. So, yeah, hundred percent. And as you can tell, Rich Mason is with me, as you can hear his wonderful rich voice. So there you go. So, Rich, how was your weekend? Uh, it was great. Um, I have to say, although we didn't have the Grand Prix at the weekend, I got an awful lot done on Sunday. I really did. I washed cars. I weeded the front lawn and mowed the front lawn and mowed the back lawn. I got, I got washing up. I just did loads of pottering housey stuff, but Excellent. you know, got a fair bit done because um, I wasn't sat in the front room with the curtain shut watching the Grand Prix in the middle of the day. So uh... yeah, well, I was out on an overnight hike across, across Exmoor and actually be- before uh, it was um, uh, obviously cancelled and rained off, I was thinking, Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to get back on Sunday and I've got to cram in watching the qualifying and the race and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, no, it all, it, it all worked out, but there you go. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, as you said, but it, it just shows you, you know, you've got to be committed to be a Formula One fan to sort of get all the qualifying and, and the race. We've said it before, but it's, it's it's hours out of a weekend. And really, it I was is. I was quite productive. I can I can see where football's got its uh, 90 minutes of, of thrill and that's it. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I kind of get it, you know. So anyway, so the decision was made uh, last Tuesday uh, uh, around cancelling the the race uh, at Imola. Uh, it was made between the F1, the FIA and the local government. Um, so F1 released a statement. The statement was, the decision has been taken because it is not possible to safely hold the event for our fans, the teams and our personnel. And it's the right and it's right to responsible um, that given the situation faced by the towns and cities in the region, it would not be right to put further pressure on local authorities and emergency services at this difficult time. Completely agree. I think they made a good decision. It was made early, as soon as they knew there were, you know, horrendous conditions. Um, certainly made for the right reasons. You know, you don't want to put undue pressure on the emergency services and things because they need, uh, were needed elsewhere at that point. 
So, um, yeah, yeah com- completely agree. I, I, I think it was the right decision. And it's good to see that F1 can make the right decision and quickly, isn't it? Yeah, I, I have to say it was it was a decision, you know, well made. And as you say, made in, in, in good amount of time, ahead of time to stop people trying to travel there and everything else. So, you know, hats off. They did the right thing. They certainly did. They certainly did. So I've listened to a few. I think as it was developing last week, I think a few people perhaps didn't quite understand the severity of the situation because there was a few mm. sort of comments around, you know, why are they cancel it so early? Why don't they see if the weather goes off so they can hold the race? But as you can see from the statement, it wasn't about actually can we hold the race on Saturday and Sunday, you know, in terms of the track being dry and things like that, it was actually because of the pressure on the emergency service. Cause actually I, I don't know if, if people listen to this realize that, you know, when an F1 race comes to town, you know, you have to have a number of emergency services on standby, you know, God forbid if anything happens during the race, you know, emergency wise, you have to have a uh, air ambulance on standby. They have to be able to fly. So they could take, you know, a driver, to a hospital, you have to have the local hospital ready to be able to receive them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a whole yep. infrastructure around the race, um, which clearly they didn't want to put that extra pressure on. So uh, you know, it, it, it's some people no. think, oh, you know, why do they do it? That's kind of why, really. It's not. You're absolutely right. It's not just about the track. I think we've had Grand Prix cancelled in the past. And I'm trying to think when. I've got a feeling Germany might have been many, many years ago. And essentially, it is. Um, I don't know why that's come to mind. I don't think it was the German Grand Prix, but basically, they couldn't safely get a driver injured at the track to the hospital. In, in, yeah, in, it was in, too foggy. It was misty. I can't remember. That was uh, it. Was it? It was too. It was too, too misty. Got... Wasn't it? it might have been Suzuka. They might have had a. Yeah, it was either Suzuka had... or Germany. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, it was up in the hills, yeah, yeah, and that right. basically because they couldn't because it was too misty, they couldn't get an air ambulance in, landed, and and back out to uh, to the hospital that's safely. Right, yeah. So they had to can it. So that's the first and foremost thing is 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 um you know is to is to understand that you can get. You know, as you say, the infrastructure around the track is not just about the track being dry and being able to race on it. It's about you know, if you have if you, if the worst happens, you can get uh, you can get injured injured uh, people to the, to the right place to hospital as quickly as possible. So it is, um, you know, it it is what it is. It's uh, you know, it was to say, I think we said the the right decision was made, but it's also about you know all the fans coming there and all that additional yeah, the safety of the fans and the roads the, yeah, and about exactly. fifty miles away from the circuit. It was absolute carnage in the towns and villages sort of yeah. you know 30 40 50 miles terrible flooding and things was not it? landslides mudslides all sorts yeah exactly um, you don't want hundreds of thousands of people coming to, to come into no. that area just no. if that happens to be dry it's just not going to work you know um f1 have donated uh, 1 million euros to the emilia romagna agency for territorial safety and civil protection as well apparently which is good that's that's good news to well see that's as well. good on them that's yeah, good yeah. That, that, yeah, that's, that's, it, it just feels like it's been done right and proper there we go it does. It does. I mean, you know, with the with F one and the FAA, so you know, we, we're easy to bash them. But I think this time it was certainly the right thing to do. Uh, right. Let's let's get a song and then we can crack on with some news and things. So, Rich, let's go to one of yours. Okay. Well, the last uh, tune out I played was a song by the Vales, and the Vales lead singer uh, Finn Andrews's father, a chap called Barry Andrews very fatherly name. Um, so uh, Barry Andrews is currently in Shriekback, uh, but he's also been in XTC, which we've played on this show before. Uh, and he has played with Iggy Pop, Robert Fripp and David Bowie. 
um, who's a bit of a, uh, well, I've played David Bowie a fair bit on the on the show, but uh, this is a slightly newer David, I say newer David Bowie track, it's from the mid-2000s, about 2013, I think this is. Um, and this is a David Bowie track, um, which he would have, um, he would have, he would have um, succeeded uh, this weekend because this is called Looking for Water. Let's go. Welcome back to the Let's, Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And you were just listening to David Bowie with Looking for Water. Okay, so I am here with Rich and we are talking all things Formula One as usual. So let's get into a bit of news, shall we, Rich? Mm, let's do that. So, um, Imola upgrades. So all these upgrades that are expected to be unveiled at Imola and see what would happen with the times tumbling for these teams. Um, we're obviously put off because it didn't yep. happen so we had both mercedes and alpha tauri reduced significant upgrades last weekend um now apparently they are going to be unveiled at monaco but monaco is not really a track where you would test upgraded parts it's quite intriguing about what's happening what what's going to happen here so are we really going to see, you know, what's going on? Particularly, so with Monaco, with its lots and lots of very slow speed corners, it's a very slow track. Um, I mean, let me think. So the Mercedes ones, their biggest shortfall has been rear grip through fast corners. So their upgrades are going to be targeting that. So I don't think their upgrades are going to have a huge impact at Monaco. But what it does no, about they're going to have no impact at all. I don't think they. I honestly don't think they really needed to do anything because actually I think their low speed corners are quite quick. I think actually it's an Aston Martin and Merck kind of track this weekend. You know, at possibly, but at least it allows them to collect some data. You know, with have, what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how much use it's going to yeah, be. Right. No, no, but then again, you know, it's it's probably not all just about the fast corners. I mean, overall, you you're going to expect that. You know, upgrades are going to just make the car a bit faster, so it'd be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, yeah, you just might not see. I suppose you get you get a bit of data like as they go through the tunnel at Monaco, and then exactly the start finish. I don't know. You can't call it a start finish straight because it isn't actually straight. Start finish bend. The sort of start finish kind of curve. I suppose you can get some you can get some data through those two bits of the circuit. Um, the re- the rest of it is just you know one follows toddler and, uh, and 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 so the circus continues I suppose but it's uh, hopefully they will get some data but I don't think we're going to see a great I don't I'm hoping we see a change I think we'll be, uh, upgrades or not I didn't I, I was thinking this weekend's probably the best weekend Monaco weekend's the best weekend for a a non Red Bull win potentially certainly certainly for Aston Martin certainly I think um, but it. it... At least it allows them to get them on the car because then you've got Spain coming up afterwards, which then has yeah. an abundance of high-speed corners. So it does indeed. Um, Alpha Tauri, they have a new floor um, coming and apparently their upgrades are to tackle lack of speed in low-speed corners. So Monaco should be very relevant. So it should be, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's where you'd hope they would do well, but uh, we, shall see, we shall see what happens. They should get together with Mercedes and kind of like, you know, figure each other's issues out, you know? Yeah, 100%, 100%. <laughs> um, what else have you got? I mean, Ferrari, uh, they've got some further upgrades coming. Um, they had a new floor in Miami. Um, Not that you'd know. 
don't think it uh, they, really... Well, they, they did all right in Miami, didn't they, Ferrari? No. Did they win? No. Therefore, well, they didn't do very well. That's the way Ferrari apart, think. They want to get back Leclerc to Leclerc was very fast, apart from binning yes. it. He was and then he binned fast. it. He's, he's all very well being fast. But, but that's not an upgrade problem. That was a Leclerc problem. That's a, that's a, that's a squishy organic <laughs> problem behind the steering wheel, that is. It's, uh, you know, to finish first, first you must finish, Mr. Mr. Charles Lee Clark. That needs to uh, that needs to ring true with him, and he's got to sort that out. So he's going to, he, he, I tell you what, he's going to be thinking about Monaco a couple of years ago. If he's not careful, it's, you know, it could be a little gremlin track for him if he's, uh, he's so desperate to win in his home. You know, it I'm, is, but he's also, blisteringly fast around that track. He has been blisteringly fast. And how many times are we going to hear the word monogasque at the weekend on the coverage? 100%. Coverage, you know? 100%. If he but could... he's been very. I mean, he over the years, you know, he is very quick at that track. He's very good at that track. It, it, he hasn't won there. He's 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 been probably the architect of his own downfall some of the times. He has. He's um, let's hard. hope he can hook it up and perhaps get a win there. In I would. In lo- that I would. Car. I would love to see Charles Leclerc win at win at Monaco. I really, ideally, would. I've just got this horrible feeling it's going to be every year that you know he's, he's going to get close but something's going to happen and i just yeah. think it's it's destined to be you know for me when it was you know jensen never won the british grand prix i don't think he ever got on the podium and the closest he got was fourth so it's uh, you know, is it, yeah four, fifth was it or was it fourth no he got like fourth that, yeah. i don't think he, he, he just the, the silverstone was just never a track that he was comfortable at um and i just and 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 oddly leclerc you know as you say he knows the track inside out he should do he went to school walking along the track when he was a, when he was a, a exactly. wee a wee boy so he should know every every inch of gravel and tarmac throughout that entire uh setup throughout the entire circuit so you know i just i don't know i've just got this feeling it's you know we're going to be sat here in five years time going oh is charles look like if we're going to win the monaco grand prix <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure. I reckon this year could be his year. I hope you're right. I, hope, I dearly unless hope. Fernan- I'm unless right. Fernando pips him. Well, this is my. This is the worry, isn't it? I think you know what Alonso's like. Know. He's absolutely. No, he would have looked at the calendar certainly beforehand and probably first race out and gone. Okay, Red Bull are blindingly quick everywhere. However, you know it's their it's their it's their high speed kind of um, stuff that that they're quick out and the DRS opening and everything and that's going to be somewhat stunted massively at Monaco and I think he's been eyeing up Monaco for a win for a while so he'll be expect Alonso to be on it with his strategy there's also there's going to be all sorts of fun and games going on I think at uh, qualifying yeah definitely, definitely it's all about the but- Saturday at Monaco don't forget it's all about the quali it is, it is. But the good thing about there being no race at Imola is with all these new parts coming, it gives the people back at the factory time to make more parts. So by the time they've got to Monaco, if somebody has a slight moment and hits a wall, at least they should have a few spare parts kicking around now rather than, you know, yeah. Well, this is it. how many spares do you think they make at Ferrari now? They're probably they probably have to turn up with like at least sort of 13 or 14 front wings and noses and stuff, haven't they? Yeah, you know, that's just couple. for Charles Leclerc, that is, you know. <laughs> a couple, a couple, but we, yeah, there you go, there you go. But yeah, we, we've uh, we, we, we've been all over that with Leclerc. But um, hey, I'm confident this week it's going to be a different story for Leclerc. I am I confident. Right, I hope right okay, we're going to get to a song. Um, so we are going to go to a song called "Don't Back Down" by a band called Mammoth W V H. So let's go. Okay.
You are listening to Mammoth WVH uh, with the song Don't Back Down. And this is the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. Rich, I like that. That was a cool, cool, cracking song. And WVH, as we've just learned, stands for Wolfgang Van Halen. Uh, and that is uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen's son. Uh, that's his band, Mammoth so, WVH. And yeah, he's um, great name. It's a great name. I mean, you, you're going to have to be a rock guitarist when you're born, A, to born to Eddie Van Halen, but then he names you Wolfgang. You know, Wolfgang Van Halen. You, you've, you've, got to, you've got to do something with that. Um, and I'm just getting over the fact that somebody who's 32 was born in 1991. That's just made me feel incredibly old. I don't like that. That's because we are incredibly no, old. No, we're not. Rich. No, we're not. We're right. Not, we're not. Right. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's, uh, the best thing for an old brain is to, it's like a muscle. You've got to use it. You've got to practice. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to give you a quick, come on, then. sort of up to date quiz on current F1 give me a, affairs. Give me, give me grey matter of work out. Be good let's see, see see what i've got come on then. okay so let's have a look so um imola okay so the, the track at imola which yeah. of these has imola not hosted that's not hosted okay the emilia romania grand prix the yes. european grand prix the italian grand prix and the san marino grand prix Um, 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 the Italian Grand Prix. That's that. That was my answer. So I know it's the European Grand Prix. They have hosted the Italian Grand Prix a few times. Yes, they have. Have I thought they just always went to the Cathedral of Speed that is Monza. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. But I thought that was that was that was. I thought that was the little kicky. See, I thought that's where you're going. You know, Italian Grand Prix, Italian track. No, no, no. European. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I I must actually. Just as we do this, I have stolen this from F1.com. So these are the questions. Okay. It is on F1.com. Okay, so there you go. So I, I am going to give them credit. I won't cheat on this okay. one. You can see me, so I'm not going to lie. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when did Imola first host a Formula One Grand Prix? Is that 1950, 1970, 1980, or 1990? Oh. I got this one right as well. I was pleased with that. Oh, did you? Pressure's on there, then. I did. I did. 50, 70, 80, 90. It sounds like it would be way back when, but I'm going to go 1980. That's what, that's what I said. You got it right. Nice there one. We go. There we go. There Excellent. you go. Um, you've probably heard him in the news uh, this week with it being cancelled, etc. Who is the president of the Imola circuit? Is it Piero Ferrari? Um, Mark Jean? Flavio Briatori or Giancarlo Minardi? Ooh. Ah, Don't know. Giancarlo Minardi. Correct. It is. There you go. Of Minardi F1 team fame. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so uh, what else has been in the news? Um, Who hit F1 TV's Laura Winter... Um, with a football recently during uh, they were playing around and they hit her with a football. Was it Carlos Sainz? Was it Nick DeVries? Was it Yuki Sonoda or Charles Leclerc? Well, you've got three there who could who, who are good at hitting <laughs> things. Nick DeVries or Nick DeVries. Yeah. 
Yuki yeah, Sonoda's known for, known for being a bit gung-ho, and obviously we mentioned Charles Lee Clark one too many times, probably. Correct. So uh, who was the first one? Uh, Carlos Sanz. I'm going to go with, uh, he was being too much of a smooth operator. I'm going to go for Carlos Sainz. No, it was Yuki Sonoda. Oh, it was Yuki, was it? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, who has had the most wins at Imola? Was it Mansell, Schumacher, Senna or Prost? Oh, goodness me. I'm going to go with Prost. Uh, no, it was Schumacher. Schumacher yeah. way out in front with seven wins. Uh, Prost and Senna are on three apiece. There you go. So, that, yeah, Schumacher was well ahead there. Yeah, completely. Um, Fair enough. Which, which F1 team is based closest to Imola? Is it Ferrari, Alpha Tauri, or Alpha Romeo? Ooh. The three Italian teams. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alfa Romeo. You're going to go with Alfa Romeo? I went with Alfa Tari. Which one of us is right? It was me. It's Alfa Tari. Fair enough. There you go. There you go. Um, who recently said that they have many years left in F1? It was in an uh, interview over the last week. Was it Bottas, Ricardo, Alonso, or Hamilton? Oh. Sounds like something Fernando would say. Do you think? Yes. Uh, it was Bottas. Oh. I think it was in. Uh, it was on one of the um, podcasts for Autosports. Oh, fair enough. He's got many years he left in F1, pootling around in the midfield, growing a mullet. Um, and being quite cool. I mean, I have to say, Valtteri is quite cool at the moment. He's just, yeah, he's, he's get, loving life, isn't he? He's loving it. He's, uh, he, you know, appreciating the sort of uh, 1980s German tennis player kind of look that he's going for. Um, seems yeah, to be working for him. Little Tash and a, a Moulet going on there. But um, yeah, it's a shame. I don't think he's going to get a shot at a front row seat again. But never mind. No, I don't, I I'm sure he's enjoying, that, enjoying, enjoying the lifestyle without a shadow of a doubt. Yes, and I think he's recently bought out his own brand of gin, I think, or something like that. And the only reason why I'm crowbarring that in, because we're going to go to a song, and the next song that we are going to is The Divine Comedy with Gin Soaked Boy. Excellent. That was the fantastic Divine Comedy with their song Gin Soaked Boy. And this is the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show on Jack's Radio. Okay, Rich, this is going to be a quick turnaround section. We're going to go to one of your songs in a second. But let's go with... So I've got a new section on the show. So I always do. I always like, like to do a new section and then never repeat them again. But there you go. I'm, so still, waiting. I'm is... still waiting for the next edition of Fernando's Cognitive Corner or whatever. <laughs> yes. So we're going to bring so that this back, is... aren't we? <laughs> This is Drunk Comment of the Week, because I'm sure he was drunk when he made this. Or he had to be drunk when he made this comment. On, and this one goes to Sergio Perez's dad. Because in an interview, he was uh, seen to say, currently, this season at Red Bull, we are seeing a repeat of the Senna versus Prost era at McLaren. Sorry, Off he must have been... box. He must have been in the bottom of a bottle of... Four bottles of tequila or something like that. No, exactly. look, look, look. I've, I've championed Mr. Sergio Perez on this very radio show a number of times. But even I'm not beyond the fact that, that, that this, this, is, this is very, very 
unlike the Senna Prost area. This is about as <laughs> this is about as unlike it as you can get. To be fair, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. He was but I've also got high on <laughs> Sorry, something God. without a shadow of a doubt. No, that's just—it's not credible. It just isn't credible. No, it's not. It's not. Do you know but, what I mean? it, Prost has four Paris World Championships. Senna had three. It's just not credible at all. He's Paris' dad, you know. He, of course, he's going he's to talk it up. And to time of that, I've got another small section, and this is the best name in motorsport so we've just had the best name in music which was wolfgang van halen which is an yeah, amazing name. that's a very cool now name. this is the best name in motorsport okay he drives um uh in indica okay yeah. for delcoin racing his name and his his actual name this is not this is not a nickname it's not he's an actor. Called... This isn't a stage nickname. Name. He hasn't given himself this. This is genuinely what his parents christened him, if indeed he was christened. He's called Stingray Rob. Oh, for goodness sake. That is, is he... the best name in motorsport. Stingray <laughs> Rob. It's kind of ruined Stingray by Rob, Rob at the end. You want Stingray sort of Malloy or something, or Stingray <laughs> Malone or Stingray, Stingray Rob. Rob. Stingray <laughs> Rob, Indy 500. Woo. Oh, my goodness. Where's he from? Let me guess. Kentucky. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure, but he was—he he was actually named after the Chevrolet Corvette Stingray. His parents absolutely loved the car. I love cars. Yeah. You know, I love cars. I'm a massive, massive fan of cars. I have several. It's—it's. It, it, I'm very lucky. It's great. I would never name my child after a blooming car, ever. I would have also called him Stingray Rob. It's the best name ever. Anyway, Sting- we gotta go to a song. <laughs> we gotta go to a song. Um, so, Rich, we're gonna go to one of yours. Okay, so the last one I had was <laughs> dear old, God rest his soul, David Bowie, and looking for water. And had he been around him this weekend, he'd have found it in abundance. Um, now, this next track that we're going to move to, uh, he and a certain Annie Lennox um, performed Under Pressure together as part of the Freddie Mercury Tribute Act. And uh, as another tie-in as well, just to bang on about the weather a bit more, Emily, uh, this, this last weekend. This is the Eurythmics, and here comes the rain again. And this is dedicated to Stingray Rob. There you go. That was Here Comes the Rain Again by the Eurythmics, Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart. And this yeah. is the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And Rich, I, I'm i going to have to go back to this because you are, I, I, I oh. am astounded that you are not on board with I'm not on the board. fact that Stingray Rob is the best name. In fact, not in motorsport, I think the best name ever. It's not. It's not the best. It's Stingray Rob. I mean, you know, it's like, you can't <laughs> do it. This Come and see my two kids, Corsair and Focus. It's just not a sort of thing you can do. I appreciate his dad might have liked Corvette Stingray, but you don't call your child after, you know, they grow up. I mean, as I said earlier on, there's this thing in like the, the 90s. Corvette, the, the, Corvette, the Corvette Stingray is a beautiful car. It's, it's very loud. It's very proud. And it's a name that befits the Stingray. I saw what. I saw you know. one in Dubai, actually. I, I, I saw an old 1960s Stingray. Oh, I see the old ones in Dubai. It was beautiful. Beautiful old, you know, especially the 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 the, uh, the early um, the, the early ones as well, the sort of 1960 ones. Yeah. Anyway, the beautiful. point being, you can't call it your child Sting. I mean, they, they're going to grow up. There's this thing in the 90s when Lotus brought out the Elise, and then all of a sudden there's, I mean, I've got a friend of mine, she's called Elise. Um, you know, but, you know, a lot of people call them Elise and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just like, no, you can't call it. They're going to grow up and go, you've called me after a car. Well done. Now, 
I've, I've got to be well aware that I'm, I'm studying. They haven't just stu- named him after the car. They've named him after the Corvette Stingray. Well, that's and kind of worse. Because it can't means really his name it. is Stingray Rob. I mean, Stingray Rob. I mean, it is good. I mean, the thing is, you can't get it confused with anything else. I mean, well, unless he's, you know, unless his parents are, you know, into into marine life and whatever, and they called him after a, a Stingray. But that's just, you know, I mean, you want to you want to get it to the point where you, you call your eldest child after a car, but by accident. Because I'm stood in a greenhouse, casually lobbing rocks around at the moment. Because my eldest daughter <clears> is called Aurelia, and uh, if you don't know, in the 1950s, Lancia did make a car, and it was called the Lancia Aurelia. But I only yeah. remembered this, and <laughs> my dad, I spoke. There, so this was like a few days afterwards. When I spoke to him, and he said, "I oh, said, so what, what did we decide to call her?" And I told him, and he went, "Oh, you've called her after a car." And I went, "What?" And it's like, no, this is my wife's choosing. She liked the name, and I was on board with it. And it's uh, there's Aurelia in um, in uh, I don't know which is it. Love Actually, I think it, yeah, it's Love Actually. There's the uh, Colin Firth character falls in love as he's as he's a writer over a season. The girl he falls in love with is is Aurelia. You see, and that's where I was. Right. So it's just a very nice Portuguese kind of name, you know. Uh, no, Dad reminded me it was uh, an accident. I accidentally see that's where it's true true passion for cars when it's so ingrained in you that you just pick it. You go, oh, for some reason I like that, but it's buried in your subconscious that you have actually accidentally named your daughter after a car but you know to my, to my credit i didn't intentionally do it i wouldn't call her 1.6 capri gear or something like that you know <laughs> oh, but you could call her stingray mason i mean that I, would be great. I, I could i could I, I think i think i'd be divorced right now if i'd have done that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll go and register the name. I'll do, honestly, I'll do it right, no problem. You know, get in the little room, what have you. What's the name? Stingray Mason. Shh, don't tell the wife. Yeah, brilliant. Paperwork brilliant. comes back. That's not going to be a good thing, is it? That's not going to be. Well, anyway, I think it's absolutely amazing. And interestingly, and not surprisingly, again, he is from the mid. He is from like the, he's, he's from Boise in Idaho, where they don't do anything yes, apart is, yes. from. They part from grow potatoes and stupidly named racing drivers. That's what they do over there. That's it. Wonderful, wonderful. But of course. <laughs> I am making things up on the fly here, and I think I'm actually getting good at this job because you reckon <laughs> it's another link, it's another segue into our next song. Because obviously, you, you're not on board with this stingray business. I am, so clearly, you know, I am at my own here, and we're going to go to a Fallout Boy song, which is "I Am My Own Muse." Nice. <laughs> That was Fallout Boy with I Am My Own Muse. This is the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And Richard was just saying uh, while the song was on, this is quite like a Bond tune. And it, it really, is. It's Bond-esque, right. that is. I thought it was a very good tune. I like that. Well done, Dan. Good choice. I love it. I love it. Okay, so we're pretty much at the end of the show. We need to do Monaco predictions. Uh, there's also a story that's broken recently, and we don't know how much credence there is to it yet. But well, apparently, not a lot. It, was on, it was on the this... mail, Daily Mail sport. Yeah, website. that's right. But... It's not great, but, you know. But this Hamilton going to Ferrari business is not going away, and apparently not... Ferrari are going to put up a 40 million salary for to try and entice him away from Mercedes. But uh, and a, we and can a... chat about that on our next show and we give can more do. credence to that. A straight swap with Charles Leclerc, apparently. But hey, we'll see what we shall see. <laughs> if he didn't very quick this weekend, and according to my predictions, I don't think they will be, uh, he might not want to go. Mm, there you go. Interesting. We, we shall see what sure. happens. There okay, so uh, we go to Monaco on the weekend. So, we Rich, give me your predictions. Well, I have gone with old, wise heads that are going to prevail on the podium. So... 
I'm going in third place, Mr. Lewis Hamilton. Second place, Sergio Perez. And in first place, Mr. Fernando Alonso. I think there's going to be something that happens. Max doesn't finish. He'll get caught um, up in some shenanigans or other. So I've gone with Fernando in first, Checo in second, just because Red Bull and they are quick and he does like a street circuit. And uh, yeah. Hamilton in third. That's me. I'm glad you repeated that because I just realised I completely zoned out and I didn't actually listen oh, to thanks. what you said. Cheers. That's, <laughs> so that's the dulcet, sleepy tones of my voice can just send you to sleep. I'm so glad. <laughs> so I'm completely glad that you repeated it then so I could, um, yeah, look like I actually knew I should be sponsored said. by Slumberdown, really, shouldn't I, really? There you go. You should have uh, <laughs> your pillows at the ready. Richie's talking. It was more me being tired from hiking over the weekend, I think, rather than your dosset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. (laughs) So what's my prediction for Monaco? So I have gone Fernando Alonso Mm. to win. I have gone with Leclerc second. I think he's going to be quick around Monaco. I don't think he's going to hit the ball this weekend. No, I think he's going to bin it. He's going to be pipped by Alonso. I think he's going to be pipped by Alonso. And... I am going to go with Verstappen in third. So there you go. So we've got quite a different uh, round up there. Yeah, it is. Winning. Has Verstappen finished third? I can't remember the time when he's finished third. He probably has. Like this sure, season. I'll have to find not out. Sure. There you no, go. Not this season, I think. No, no, no. no. Oh, there no, you go. No, he because uh, pretty much Alonso's got that position sewn up, hasn't he? He's been well, just about, just about, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, so that brings us to the end of the show. So thank you for listening. Um, you can catch us, you can tweet us on at lights underscore F1, uh, or you can email if you want us to talk about anything or mention anything or any questions on dan.night at jacksradio.com. You can see uh, any of our music uh, from the last couple of years on Spotify, which is Danny Knight UK, and then look for L-O-L-G-F-1, Jack's Playlist. So tonight, to play us out, I've gone with a bit of American Christian rock, I think in, I think in dedication to Stingray Rob. Stingray Rob um, would like it. He is a Christian, as I have found out on his Wikipedia page, so he would be in absolute agreement with you, sir. Exactly. And this is a band called Skillet, with their song, Crossfire. So, Rich, do you want to say goodbye? Praise the Lord, Now, I'll see you next week in Monaco. And it just remains for me to say goodbye and drive safely.